Did you hear about the Super Bowl? At the Super Bowl, over 500 private jets left the Las Vegas airport or I guess surrounding airports like immediately after the Super Bowl. All the movers and shakers that, you know, it's like uh, they couldn't show them enough on TV. Oh, look who's here. Celebrity, this celebrity, that celebrity, this celebrity's in the in the booth with the quarterback's wife. And it was like celebrity, celebrity, celebrities. But there was one celebrity who was nowhere around the Super Bowl. Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, and he was in Nirvana, remember? Dave Grohl, every Super Bowl Sunday, very quietly, uh, goes and spends 24 hours with friends, like, giving meals out to homeless people. That rocks. And that's what he did all day long on Super Bowl Sunday. For 24 hours, they made barbecue and went to different uh, homeless centers around Los Angeles. And gave out meals. That's how he he spends Super Bowl Sunday. That's fabulous. Does he do that in L.A. every time? I think so. Yeah. And it's not to make him into St. Dave or anything, but it is cool when the rest of Hollywood and all of the celebrity elite, they're, they're dying to get there and they're hoping and hoping they get their five seconds on camera. He couldn't care less, and he's out there giving away meals to uh, to homeless people. So I, I just get encouraged by that because mm-hmm. I think it's a great example for the rest of us. You know, not all of us can give 24 hours or fund giving out an entire, you know, thousands of meals to homeless people, but we can do our little bit. Whatever it is that God's given you, mm-hmm. you know, maybe all you can do is a smile and a chat with a homeless person. I, I know from experience, that's one of the things they crave the most. Because human contact just does not happen for a lot of homeless people. Right. And you may find yourself in a conversation with someone who, uh, for I, I just lack the vocabulary to say it, they, their mind isn't there. They might be a little uh, what we would call you know, crazy. And again, I don't mean to offend anyone with that. But you know, I've had conversations with people who have told me, standing there in their you know, homeless clothes with their shopping cart, that they were you know, an employee at a local department store. And can they get me anything? And I just go, oh, no, I'm good. Thank you. But mm-hmm. it was nice chatting with you. So sometimes that just a chat is all you need to do to make somebody feel valuable, like they matter because they do. Coming up, do you like a good mystery? We've got one for you. Hey, do you like a good mystery? Matt and Carrie live in Minneapolis and decided th- that they were going to remodel their bathroom when they found a pair of love letters behind a wall that could be like, a hundred years old. Wow. Both were written by the same person, most likely a 17-year-old, who signed his name John B. Dear Pauline, I presume you think I don't love you because I did not answer your note right away. Are you going to the place? What's wild is wow. there were letters to two different girls. What? Not just Pauline, but also Hazel. <laughs> He's a player. They're still trying to find out who John B. is, and they're still hoping to find out uh, who he was and solve the mystery to find out, did he end up with Pauline or Hazel? Mm. I'd like to know what John B.'s demise was. (laughs) Maybe the two of them found out about John B., you know, playing both sides of the fence there, and things did not end well (laughs) for John B. Maybe he hid those letters in haste. Yes. Uh Uh-oh. Do you feel like people are losing their hearing nowadays? What? (laughs) <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, and in large numbers, and for one very specific reason. See if you can guess what it is. I'll tell you why they're saying there's an 82% increase in hearing loss next. This is kind of crazy, but when, when you hear the rest of the story, it's it's going to make sense. 82% increase in tinnitus, tinnitus, the ear loss. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying right, the ear loss uh 
a problem that a lot of people have. It used to be like people that worked at, uh, on the runway at the airport or rock musicians standing in front of stacks of amplifiers year after year after year. They're the ones that would get it. Um, but now there's an 82% increase, and it's mostly in people like 35 years old and younger. And I'm sure you can guess why. AirPods. AirPods, gaming. They're when uh, Particularly gaming, when mm-hmm. people are playing their games and they got the headphones on, they are cranking up the sound really, really loud. So they're saying an 82% increase. Yikes. Because of the headphones. I've thought about it before. I mean, God did make our bodies to have these little things jammed in our ears and dangling. I think gamers use headphones more than those. Mm-hmm. But still, um, if somebody wears headphones for hours every day on the radio show, this ain't the way God intended us to hear yeah, things. It's definitely a wake-up call for parents uh, and kids because like those of us who have a loved one with a hearing loss issue who are elderly, it is, man, it's isolating. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, my mother-in-law, Dorothy, she's tried all these different kinds of hearing aids. She keeps going back to get it tweaked. It's still not Somewhere. where it needs to be. And, and um, we've even had to have a heart to heart with her. Like, hey, if you can't hear like at a restaurant with a waiter, mm-hmm. don't try to guess because it, it just makes it worse. Mm. I wonder if she even knows. I wonder if she up. knows she's guessing there. <laughs> yeah, she does. And she'll just try. And we're like, we're like, no, Dorothy, he said, do you want more coffee? Like, <laughs> it's just, it, I, my heart just breaks yeah. for her. And I feel like a lot of us are on that path, especially those of us in radio who have headphones on all day. Oh, and then when I exercise every day, I got mm. them jammed in my ears while I'm exercising yeah. like every day. So. Yeah, it's a little bit of a warning, and if your kids are wearing those headphones 24-7, and it's bad enough they can't hear you when they're in, pretty soon they're not going to be able to hear you, period. So you might want to limit the uh, limit screen time and limit headphone time. Making you the most hated parent in the world, but that's okay. Your job <laughs> isn't to make them love you, your job is to raise them right. Okay, so whether you're a Dolly Parton fan or not, I think you're going to be really touched by this story. I know, um, Kev, you're going to want to tell your daughter about this, because... Her dog is named Dolly after Dolly Parton. And uh, this was the sweetest story. Um, This made headlines about a month ago on Dolly Parton's birthday. It was pretty sad. I don't know if you remember. It was when a performer named Elle King was at the Grand Old Opry. And there was this big concert that was supposed to honor Dolly on her 78th birthday in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And Elle was hammered. And she forgot the lyrics to Dolly Parton's song, Marry Me. And it was, it was pretty bad. Like, it was just not good at all. And very awkward. It, of course, people were filming it. And then it got went viral. But somebody, sure enough, finally asked Dolly about it. And she has shown so much grace and kindness. She said, you know, Elle is a really great artist. She's a great girl. And she's been going through hard things lately. She just had a little too much to drink. So let's just forgive that and forget it and move on because she felt worse than anyone ever could. Mm. And I was like, man, go Dolly. Like just that that public act of grace and forgiveness is just so touching to me. And, you know, she could have been like laughing about it or rolling her eyes and people would have probably thought that was quasi gracious. But instead, she said, no, let's forgive and forget it. Yeah. Well, just when you think you can't love Dolly Parton more, yeah. she does something like that. Wow. That is really cool. Hey, do your kids love the TV show Bluey? It's our producer Griffin's kids favorite. Well, this is huge news. They just launched a new YouTube series called Bluey Book Series. 
that connects kids to the world of reading with stories from Bluey, the show. Hmm. A bunch of celebrities are involved, too, like Bindi Irwin, Kylie and Danny Minaj, uh, Jenna Fisher, and more. And uh, it's interesting. This is kind of a, a sidebar. Uh, I read an article about how Bluey never makes kids cry because they're always like, ooh, what's Bluey and Bingo going to get into next? But their mom and dad quite often get choked up with how sweet the storylines are. Hmm. That's cool. So like where, where's that going to be on YouTube? On YouTube. Right. Uh-huh. When something big happens in your family, do you like to mark the occasion? Coming up, parents keep celebrating mini milestones in bigger and bigger ways. When something big happens in your family, do you like to mark the occasion? Absolutely. Parents are celebrating many milestones in bigger and bigger and bigger ways, which is fine. You know, you do you, right? But it's leading to some comparison traps and awkward conversations for other parents. For example, there's a mom named Coco. She wanted to do something really big when her daughter lost her first tooth. So she got a hold of the tooth fairy and asked her to leave a $100 bill with pink rhinestones on it that, that come off. She didn't deface money. The rhinestones came off. Her daughter was thrilled. Her cousins were very jealous. A Pinterest calls celebrating the little things inch stones instead of milestones, inch stones, and say it's the top trend for 2024. In fact, global Pinterest searches were up for potty training reward ideas end of year school party ideas and i didn't know this was a thing my first tooth party hmm. ideas wow. not just the fairy but have a party to celebrate losing your first tooth you should do those for like adults too first gray hair <laughs> <laughs> first hair where you don't want one <laughs> What do you get for that? You get, you get rhinestone tweezers. <laughs> Give to your husband the rhinestone encrusted hair no, no, nose hair trimmer. <laughs> That's hilarious. So are you good at, um, what do they call them? Inch what? Inch stones. Inch stones. Instead of milestones, you celebrate little tiny things, like have a party when your kid loses their tooth. So do you do that? Are, are you good at celebrating inch stones? I don't know that we would have thrown a party for losing a tooth, but our family is really good at doing what I call marking the occasion. Are you guys? We'd love to hear about what's going on with your family. So, Kev, we were talking earlier about how parents are celebrating um, little milestones in their kids' lives in bigger and bigger ways. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't resist. I went to Pinterest and I searched out first tooth party. And would you believe the very first post led me to a link to Amazon and they sell first tooth party kits with all the balloons and banners and streamers and everything you need for nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> I've never heard of a fo- tooth first tooth party until today. Well, it, hey, you be you. If that's if that's what you want to do, I mean, for my kids, it was enough to like reach under the pillow and know that the tooth fairy tooth fairy had come. By the way, here's a pro tip: if you have kids of that age for the tooth fairy, mm-hmm. if you put the tooth in a Ziploc baggie and leave a corner of the baggie hanging out from under the pillow, it's easier for the tooth fairy to retrieve the tooth. Good idea. That's having four kids. We never celebrated first tooth, but I I do have, I think, a fun story of a celebration we did for one of my daughters getting a B instead of an A. We'll talk about that next. So we're talking about uh, families are celebrating inch stones now, throwing big extravagant parties for a kid lost her first tooth and gave her a $100 bill. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's a little over the top for us and way out of our price range. But we were big on marking the occasion when our kids did something significant, like uh, made the honor roll or all state band or something like that. And um, my one daughter, Amber, man, she could have driven us broke with the amount of time she made the honor roll or got straight A's. As a matter of fact, she never got anything other than an A all the way through eighth grade in middle school. Wow. And her last report card in middle school. Uh, she was really nervous. She was like, I don't think I got an A and I don't remember history, English, something. Don't think I got an A. I think I got a B. Sure enough, the report card came out and she had all A's and one B. The streak was over from like mm-hmm. from the minute they That's started hard. giving grades. I don't know if it's kindergarten, first grade, whatever. She was straight A's. Perfect attendance, straight A's, uh, you know, just nothing but glowing reports. She got a B. And we were really worried about her. We thought this this is going to like shake her world. We bet we better do something. So we threw an Amber got a B party. <laughs> That's awesome. And Amber's really human and she got a B party. <laughs> and she really appreciated it. She was bummed. Now here's the the rest of the story. About a week later, we got a letter from the school with a correction. She had in fact gotten an A. <laughs> no way. <laughs> At least she got a party out of it. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, yeah. And the overachieving continued. She went on to graduate high school in three and a half years, college in three and a half years, and is already a junior executive at the, in her young 20s at wow. a marketing firm. So yeah, she's always been an overachiever from day one. Are you single and sick and tired of dating apps? You are not alone. A lot of singles are going old school to find romance, including speed dating, singles mixers, and other group dating parties in an effort to get their screen off their screens and meet potential partners like the old times in person. They say attendance at dating events in the U.S. has grown close to 50% just in a year. And check this out. Somebody had, a, had singles show up in their bathing suits and they did speed dating Ice baths, <laughs> just like the athletes after a okay. big game. Hang on, Brrr. having a wife and three daughters, the idea of the first date being in a bathing oh, suit. Oh, there's no way I would bathing go. suit is horrific <laughs> enough for so many women. Regard, right. by the way, that is not a commentary on how any anyone looks. I just know it's nerve wracking having oh, gone yeah. through that experience of my daughters like take a go bathing suit shopping with them. Oh. I haven't been in a bathing suit in years. See, there I go. Yeah, there's there, no there reason. Go, there it is. Well, I mean, yeah. but but well, I mean, there's plenty of reasons, like the pool, the ocean. I just there don't go there to are the plenty pool. of reasons. But but my point is, this is my first impression. <laughs> I mean, that's just nuts. I would, yeah. I I can't imagine that they had a good turnout. Or not to they, mention how how you would not be yourself. You'd be like, hey, hi, it's <laughs> nice to meet you. It'd be so I'm, cold. I'm betting it was full of no nobody except people who are extreme CrossFitters. Those yeah. are the only people yeah. to be like, yeah, okay, I want everyone to see me. First impression in a I bathing suit. I do think suit. this was in L.A. where they're used to wearing bathing suits a lot. Gotcha. Coming up, who were some of the most memorable guests at your wedding? Hey, this is your guaranteed between a good mood story of the day. Good news. Who were some of the most memorable guests? Memorable guests at your wedding. Maybe a military member that made it home or a family member from really far, far away. Well, check this out. Katie was so excited to marry her fiancé, Kevin, in front of her kindergarten students in Minnesota. In fact, they had a surprise wedding at the school where she teaches, Good Shepherd Catholic Church. She said they're just so um, 
loving and kind and caring and just do nothing but build relationships there. So she knew as soon as she approached her fiance, Kevin, he's like all in. So they had this surprise wedding, like the, the, the principal's like, everyone, please get to the chapel. And they're like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden they got to see their teacher get married. The kids went nuts. Katie wore her mom's wedding dress and Katie and Kevin say they still feel like they're floating ever since. It was Aww. such a joyful day. Imagine how much they saved on the reception too. Yeah. Right? Would you like a slice of pizza or chicken nugs? I was, th- I was going more <laughs> vanilla wafers, but who knows? <laughs> oh, you were you weren't even offering the meal. No, no. Oh, just okay. To, you were you were just going the, dessert. The the typical cookies and juice you offer to every vacation Bible school class: <laughs> vanilla wafers and red juice. Yeah, this time of year, people kind of get, you know, they get like these little seasonal depression or they're just kind of down in the dumps. Hmm. It Could the answer be right under your nose? We're going to talk about that next. So you were talking about seasonal depression, the cure being right under our nose as mm-hmm. my coffee is right under my nose. Oh, see, you have a point. See, this is the deal. <sighs> yeah. So <There> we go. <laughs> it's wild how many people get that seasonal depressive disorder. Like my sister, Esther. When she moved from Florida and her husband took a job in Muncie, Indiana, mm-hmm. man, she got it bad. And so she had to buy one of those lamps and sit under it a certain hour, number of hours a day just so she wouldn't be depressed. Well, mm. Tracy um, gets like that if it's a cloudy day. If we have yeah. like two, three cloudy days in a row. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. She Uh-oh. definitely gets down. Yeah. Well, the secret to curing your depression might be right under your nose, according to brand new research. They learned... That smells are more effective than words in evoking positive memories, which could help you get out of a negative thought pattern and depression. So they expose people to all these scents. Um, see if these conjure up any memories from childhood. Positive memories. Uh, Vicks Vapo Rub, hmm. ground coffee, coconut oil, cumin powder, red wine, vanilla extract, clove bulbs, shoe polish. And then orange essential oil and ketchup. Hmm. And they found out that these smells activated a part of these depressed people's brains and helped them go to a positive memory from childhood. And it got them out of their negative thought patterns. They say people who are chronically depressed, they don't have the ability to remember their memories and that part Hmm. of their brain associated with memories are smaller. Any of those smells you listed uh, bring up? Good memories for you? Um, let's see. Probably for me, honestly, like it's not on the list. It's cut grass. Hmm. That always reminds me of my childhood. That was a big part. Is that because your yeah. dad did or because you did? Both. <laughs> as soon as we us girls were old enough, it got turned over to us. All right, I have I have a smell I'm going to add to the list that you're going to go, what? That makes you happy? Sure does. Tell you about it next. It's interesting you brought up this uh, idea that like that smells can bring you out of depression. They make you happier. I just read the other day, uh, your sense of smell, I might have the numbers wrong, is like 10,000 times greater than than taste. Oh, like wow. Like you smell things way more intensely than you huh. do taste things. Fascinating. In a while. Uh, I wonder why God made it that way. Like maybe it's both like supposed to warn you, like danger. Yeah. Like, like do be. not go in there. <laughs> <laughs> God's early warning detective, but we're talking about smells that bring back childhood memories, stuff that you like, that you remember like fond memories from childhood. This is a weird one. Don't know if anyone else shares this one, but fond childhood smell for me is menthol cigarettes. 
because I would sit behind my dad in the car. That was my spot. I would sit right behind my dad and he was a smoker. He was a chain smoker and he would roll his, even in the winter time, he'd crack his window just a little bit, but he'd puff away and I would smell it coming right behind me. And to this day, Cigarette smoke does not bother me. That's why I can totally be around cigarette smoke. It doesn't bother me at wow. all. And other people are like, oh my gosh, would someone put it out? Just it, I get that, but it just doesn't bug me. I don't like the way my clothes smell if I've been somewhere mm-hmm. around the smoker for a long time. But yeah, so menthol cigarettes. That's what brings back a fond childhood memory. See, just when you think Kev can't get any weirder, <laughs> I can top that. So you're going to find this interesting, and I find it interesting for a number of reasons. I'll tell you why I find it interesting after I'm done telling you all of these tips to look after your husband. This is from a 1950s uh, home ec. They taught, used to teach home economics in school. It's from a home ec book. So here's what they said for uh, wives, for your husbands. Have dinner ready when he walks through the meal. Plan ahead. Every night, have a delicious meal on time when he walks through the door. Now, before he walks through the door, the door, prepare yourself. Take about 15 minutes to get refreshed and be ready to greet him when he arrives and clear away any clutter around the house. Let the kids know daddy's going to be home in a few minutes. So, you know, get them calmed down so they're not just like jumping on dad the minute that he, he walks in the house. And they also say, don't greet him with problems or complaints. Save that for later when, you know, maybe he's in a better mood and, you know, he's gotten home from the commute and the work a day. Listen to him. And then the goal is to try to make your home a place of peace and order where your husband can renew himself in body and spirit. So it does sound very 1950s. This, and it sounds like my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Trace has been a stay at home mom. She's stayed home for 30 years with our raised our kids and everything. And she is a rare woman who she finds incredible satisfaction in raising her kids and running a home. She's like, I, I am a throwback. I am the the 1950s black and white TV show. That's me. And I don't care. I'm happy with that. So That's awesome. I thought it was funny from a, from a standpoint of, yes, it sounds very, very old fashioned. And then I realized how old fashioned Tracy and I are at the same time. Coming up, think about this for a minute. Do you send your kids to school sick? Or do you keep them home? Okay, think about this for a minute. Do you send your kids to school sick thinking they can't miss another day? Or do you keep them home? A lot of schools have officially started inviting kids, ready for this, to come to school even if they have coughs and cold systems, symptoms like a sore throat. California is one of the states that has the relaxed their restrictions. And uh, in their state department, a health department website, they say kids can attend school or childcare even if they have a cough and cold symptoms, including a runny or stuffy nose, sneezing, congestion, body aches, with the exception of kids who have a fever or uncontrolled coughing fits. And the Golden State also said kids can go to school with pink eye as long as they don't have vision problems, pain or injury. Um, man, no wonder teachers have such great immune systems. If this is now like a state thing that you can, what did you and your wife Tracy do, Kev? Did you, you kept them home, Trace right? was a stay-at-home mom for all of our kids. So yeah, she would, our, our kids never had to have that experience of, come on, just tough it out. You can go to yeah, school. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Oh man, I'm so curious to know what you teachers and parents think about this new California law that it's A-OK to send your kids to school with coughing, pink eye, 
the works. How do you feel about that as a teacher or a parent? We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Peyton, it's Kevin and Taylor. So you heard California saying like their health department, it's A-OK to send your kids to school sick. Yeah, I don't feel like that is the wisest decision. So as a teacher, what ends up happening when these kids are coming to school sick, you end up getting other kids sick and the next thing you know you have multiple kids out and then you're behind an instruction exactly there they, remember the times when sometimes schools would it just for like the flu they would have to close down for a couple of days exactly and so even like i did teach um during covid and that was that was like pretty scary when yeah. after um the lockdown came up and people were starting to go again, the school would still end up closing sometimes the year after COVID during for just entire weeks just because one one kid came to school sick and then everybody was concerned. Teachers did it. And so I just closed down instruction today. And then when you have multiple kids out, what are you going to do? Just I just feel like it's too much. Yeah, exactly. Well, Peyton, thank you for being a teacher. That's a tough job. We sure appreciate you calling. Of course. Thank you. Take care. We're talking about this brand new development in California where the health department said, you know what? Kids got wake up with a stuffy, runny nose, coughing, congestion, body aches, even pink eye. That's quite all right. Just send them to school anyway. And um, my sister has been a teacher for many, many years, kindergarten, and she's seen it all with kids coming to school. She's at a really small Christian school. So when the kids get sick, she has to clean it up. <laughs> There's not like someone to call. And so I'm, I'd am i love to hear what she thinks of this. And um, so many times throughout the school year, I'm sure you're, you as a teacher feel the same way. You get sick because your kids come to school sick. So I'm not sure this is going to be sweeping the nation, but It's definitely something fascinating to talk about, like whether this is going to become the norm. Just send your kids to school sick. It's no big deal.